What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for geek. All right. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I am your host, Don Fisher, and today I have with me a voice actor, a screen actor, a food critic, and musician with over 2 million followers on social media and a rich, deep voice that has been heard around the world. Welcome, Stefan Johnson. Happy to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you're one of the first people that I, uh, I, you know, I downloaded TikTok when it, when it started blowing up, and uh, yeah. I was like, I seen that like people were like, oh, that's only for like teenagers. So I was like, I'm not gonna tell nobody that I downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like scrolling. I started scrolling, and I see like there's more adults on there than I see of like teenagers. And I was like, maybe it's because I'm an adult, so I don't see right. like the teenager stuff. And I came across your page, and I was like, yeah, this is the content I want. <laughs> uh, and then you know, fast forward, then I, I see you. In uh in Cherry, and I was like, yo, like, dude, is legit. Okay, let me let me go ahead and uh, reach out real quick. Hey, is this you? He's like, yo, it is me. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's crazy. Absolutely. Um, so you do voiceover work, um, and you've done like McDonald's and Sega, um, a game for Xbox, uh, with Red Cross, Army, Air National Guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does how does one get into this line of work? Well, I mean, basically everyone has like their different avenues or their different paths. Um, some people come from like the, the screen acting world and they're able to transition that way based off, based off of their reputation. Um, there are people who come from the radio side of the world where, you know, they've already, they already know broadcast, they already know, um, you know, just um, audio editing, stuff like that. And they transition that way. But a lot of voice talent, myself included, um, starts with coaching, you know, having having an interest in the field um, and seeking a voiceover coach and, you know, having them train you, having them help you with a demo and then, you know, just hustling from there with um, marketing and, you know, branding and until that first gig comes in. And then after that, it's easier to, you know, continue, continually book work from there. When did, uh, when did you know that like your voice was one that, you know, resonated at, with ears, you know what I mean? Cause I, in the your field of work, you know, you got to have that buttery, smooth, deep, jazzy <laughs> voice, you know, to make people, you know, to catch their attention because, you know, that's a lot of what people, um, it, you know, grabs them for, for whether it's trailers or commercials. And we, and we know, and people, we tend to not realize that's an actual person speaking you know these, yeah. these parts and, and just now you know over the past couple of years that we're seeing the faces behind these voices and we're like oh shit like i would have never known right <laughs> well i mean it's for me i started off with doing the morning announcements in um, high school right. um in ninth grade i was in drama club and the drama teacher was also in charge of the morning announcements and i had a buddy who did the morning announcements too and um one day i showed up to drama class and um my teacher my drama teacher was like oh um, do you want to do the morning announcements? You have a really good voice for it. And I'm like, 
yeah, sure. You know, if they'll get me out of like, you know, the first few minutes of my first <laughs> class on the day. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. You know? And from there, you know, just everyone started to kind of, you know, give me so much attention off my voice, you know, you know, of course me being the guy I was back then, you know, the girls started to, you know, <laughs> give me a little bit of love off my voice. So, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah, let me keep doing this. And I ended right. up doing it all four years of high school. Um, and then from there, I just kind of realized like, okay, I have something like the people in school used to just call me the voice. You know what I mean? That was like my nickname. Even the principal used to just call me, Hey voice, what are you doing? Come here. You know what I mean? If I was doing something stupid, you know? Right. So, you know, from there it, it probably became first thing on mind to use my voice as a career after high school you know is it a is it a is it a rarity uh where you're from is it something that's like people are like that's what you do for a living is it something that's completely foreign to your the city you grew up in yeah because i'm in cleveland ohio and it's not like in LA or New York where you know you have a ton of actors a ton of voice actors you know people like that all around like there's a pretty great entertainment scene here in Cleveland but it's a lot of it's music based you know Cleveland's the home home of rock and roll Um, but as far as voice acting go I only know a few other voice actors in the Cleveland area who do it seriously as a profession okay yeah it's not I think I've met maybe one or two of the people that, that are in that line of work and mm-hmm. it was at like a Comic Con. So they were more there, yeah. you know, teaching like a, a voiceover <laughs> class and I just happened to exactly. get into a conversation. Um, right. so do you have like a a roundabout number of how much uh, different brands or things that you've done voiceover work for? Oh, I mean, like, it's probably up into the thousands at this point. So I've been doing it for about 10 years, five years, seriously, but two years full time. Um, but as far as like bigger brands that people may know, I mean, I've done probably about maybe 50 or so, like big, big brands that, right. you know, people will just know, like household name type things, you know. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and with so much uh, work, you know, is there ones that are um, more difficult than others, whether it be like, the, the length of the dialogue or uh, yeah. the, the inflections you have to put on certain words? Uh, what's like the easiest and uh, or the, your favorite and what's been like the most difficult? My favorite and the easiest for me, I'll say the commercial and promo world, because as far as like uh, me reading, reading script, reading copy, I'm a sprinter. I'm not a marathon runner. So like those short 30 second, 15 second commercials or promos, those are my bread and butter. Um, me, I have ADHD, like clinically diagnosed ADHD, so it's hard for me to get through like longer things. That said, I did one audiobook in my life and I will never touch audiobooks <laughs> again in my life because those are a marathon and I did it. I had the nerve to tackle it when I was still working a real job, nine to five. And to record like a 20 chapter audiobook, that could take weeks. That could take months, depending on your schedule. Like I literally around the deadline of it being due, I had to call off my regular job. I had to cancel plans with friends, you know, and then again, my ADHD, the way it's working, I'm stumbling over words. I'm spending extra time editing because I had a hiccup here or I mispronounced this, you know, and it's, it's just a drag. So anything long form is a challenge for me, but anything short form, it's, it's like my bread and butter. Yeah, you know, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I couldn't imagine having to be someone like you know, I'll read a book and it's just like a twenty-four hour read. And like someone had to yeah. read all yep. the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And the thing about that is that like it could be a twenty twenty-four hour read. So that that most likely took that person 
months to record unless they were just literally recording 16 hours per day or something like that because you got to record it and then you got to edit it and then you got to send it back to the publisher and they may come back with revisions and you know they may say they need a whole chapter reread you know so it's it's a grind and i couldn't do it hats off to the audiobook voiceover talent because i couldn't do it i'll never do it again yeah that's rough <laughs> that is mm-hmm. rough um so I'm gonna I'm bring up something that's very that you posted recently that's very divisive with people. Okay. Okay. Milk first, <laughs> and then cereal. Is this really how you feel? That's my hill. That's my hill, and I'm standing on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it started off as kind of a niche thing. It started off as one of those things where I just I noticed I did it. I didn't have a strong stance on it, and then like you know years ago, like my I just brought it. Like I think I was having breakfast over my friend's house or whatever it is. We all had cereal or whatever, and I just poured my milk first, and they're like what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, um, I'm just, I'm just eating breakfast. What do you mean? And they're like, who does this? And I'm like, this is like a whole thing. Like there's like a, there's like a controversy about this. And then I took it to TikTok, and then the world lit up over my simple opinion. And I'm like, okay, so this is going to create conversation. This is going to create views. I'm going to drill this into the, I'm going to drill this as much as I can. And people just love to hate me about it. So it's like my gimmick now. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, the, like, the one you had did for like the hotline, it's great. Like, it is so good to make it seem like it's very serious. Like, um, it's so good. Um, so with, like, the, your videos on TikTok popping off, because um, you reached 2 million, it seemed, like, really, like, over that 2020, it just was increased, like, every day. Is, uh, yeah. I have, like, you know, the pandemic was a weird, I don't want to say yeah. saying, but it was a weird, like, time that, like, was, kind of beneficial for me in a way um, because my yeah. screening game went up and had more views, you know, for myself. So was it something that was kind of nice. beneficial for yourself as well? It was, and I'm like you too. You hate to say that everything that's going on in the world was beneficial in any way, but honestly it was because it was one of those things where I'm, I'm also in a band. I'm in a, um, a tribute band that normally tours the country okay. and, when the world started to shut down, we couldn't tour. So between me doing voiceover and, you know, me not going out to hang out with my friends and not going to see my family as often, you know what I mean? I had a lot of free time. And just like you, I kept hearing about this TikTok app and people kept saying like, oh, it's for kids, it's for teens, or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, well, I have nothing else to do though. So I went to download it and see. And I recorded a few dumb videos and people liked the dumb stuff I was posting. So I posted more. And like you said, just through 2020, it just kind of skyrocketed. And then they introduced the creator fund where you can make money off of it. And I'm like, oh, we can always use extra money. So, and then from there, it just skyrocketed, you know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I had talked, I don't know if you heard of, uh, King Vader, who's a creator, um, but I feel like there's a, a, a weird thing that happens with uh, when you're able to produce uh, content is that you're doing something that you didn't realize you were doing. So with your um, snacks, they really need to bring back, right? Yeah. They're, you know, the newer generation, they think everything that they come across is new. Like, this thing is new. Y'all ain't seen yeah. So you're and you're with, with that you're you're giving them almost a history lesson because some of those things they are eventually going to come back but now they go back to your video I'm like oh, yeah. it wasn't new it wasn't our thing like nah that was that was ours right that was ours right. um, and also you know I think you create very shareable content because I show my wife those videos all the time so like, yo you remember like the square pizza or you remember the cream savers like it's it's, a, it's such a 
a refreshing thing to see online because, you know, it's divisive in the fun way, you know what I mean? Because, exactly. you know, a lot of the food is either mm-hmm. you loved it or you hate it, but it never is creates this vitriol between people like, uh, you know, the politics that we all saw over the past couple of years. Exactly. So we have, the, you know, this fun thing that we can all do. Um, but with all these, uh, the voice acting, how did this that translate into, I think you had what a uh, part in Judas and the Black Messiah, right? And then, yes. you know, you had your scene in Cherry. How did that come about? Well, I mean, I've always been into just entertainment in general like i said in high school i was in drama club so i always um from high school i was in plays and you know things like that um and just through growing up in cleveland um i've gained so many friends who are in other avenues of um, entertainment like musician friends i have actor friends director friends producer friends and just gradually through like since like 2018 2017 i've been gradually getting into the on-screen type of thing and Eventually, I started to um, show up to casting calls for bigger things because um, Cleveland's a very cheap city to film in, I guess, because they had a tax break. So a lot of big films have come here to film. And, you know, I go out to be an extra or whatever it is just because, you know, they need another, another body for the background. Um, and with Judah and the Black Messiah, they needed people who looked as authentic as possible, like because it was set back in like the um, 70s or whatnot. And me, at the time, I had an actual Afro. So I went in there actually um just to be a background extra and then as i was we was all walking to our places one of the directors looked at me and was like hey is that real you know i mean my, my hair and i'm like yeah this is a real one they're like okay you come up front you're gonna be on camera i'm like oh sweet okay cool so i was front row in the big um church um rally scene and then the the uh, cherry thing cherry that was a very kind of a starstruck situation for me because same exact thing just showed me an extra for this bus station scene i'm just supposed, supposed to be in the back talking with someone acting like i'm talking to someone and then the russo brothers they actually improvised that scene that scene was not going to go that way the scene was going to be tom just you know kind of not roughing up his leading lady his leading lady but he, um he was just going to be aggressively trying to get her attention he was going to shake her you know what i mean and then the russos had the idea that if this happened in public no one was going to just stand by while this guy roughs up this girl. So someone needs to intervene. So they, they scan the crowd and they're like, you, do you want some lines? And I'm like, I'm thinking, talking to the guy next to me. I'm like, Oh me. Um, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And they're like, yeah, so you're going to intervene. You're going to get between her and him. And you know, you're going to say, Hey, keep your hands off or whatever. And so you're gonna have these two lines. Can you do that? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And you know, we ran it about 50 times and they're like, okay, cool. And I was so surprised to see that, it made the final cut because so many things like that end up on the cutting room floor. And then, you know, you sent me the scene and I'm like, (laughs) Jesus, you know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Man. Like I, like I said, it was a, uh, it was a highlight for me because, you know, like the movie, you know, is what it is. You know what I mean? Some people like it, some people people hate it, but it's still, regardless, it's a huge movie. Tom Holland's one of the biggest actors. And then, so I'm watching the movie and I'm like, you know, <clears throat> it's very bleak at that point of the film. And then, like, I'm watching, I was like, hold on. I paused. I was like, I know that. Is that? <laughs> no way. Like, yeah, man. So, you know, it, it's it's cool to see, you know, people that you've seen grinding online doing that thing pop up in a, yeah. a movie you're watching. And um, especially you go from a big movie, Jewish and Black Messiah, to another big film in Cherry. Uh, and then you have the Russos, you know, talking to you. And people like them, I've noticed, um, 
they don't forget a lot of their people that they interact with, right? So they, they yeah. work on community, and a lot of those people from community, those actors show up in other works that they do, right? And they did you right, know, exactly. the, the Avenger films, and they those same actors end up for different things. So, now, you know, that they had this conversation with you, and people are going to, you know, since you are so big on TikTok, that scene at some point is going to go viral. They're going to realize, hey, people notice this guy. They know this guy. And I feel like with your voice as well, you know, Marvel and Disney doing so much. And it'd be great <laughs> to see you as like, you know, a villain on one of these animated or the, the what if or something like. Yeah. Uh, hopefully somebody reaches out. Uh, have you ever thought that would of be that? amazing? Um, so when it, uh, with your, the voiceover work, is it something that you have to reach out or is it something that they contact you or is it kind of a, you know, you know, vice versa type thing? Well, I mean, there's like three avenues. There's, well, for me, there's like three avenues um, in this day and age. Um, for the majority of it, a lot of it is like my own self-marketing, me reaching out via email marketing, social media marketing, me finding people in power, um, or at least in decision-making positions at certain companies, reaching out, selling myself. Um, I do have a lot of people now because I have a little bit of notoriety. I've gotten people reaching out to me, you know, specifically like, hey, we love what you do. We would love for you to voice this. And then I also have a few agents and a manager who um, help funnel opportunities to me as well. Um, So I'm blessed to say that I have a little bit of each realm going on, you know. Yeah, I think you're in like a – I I didn't think about it until I'm, you know, preparing for this interview that like, you know, voiceover actors kind of are in this like – unique space where you know if you're you have a work ethic you're you can you can you know and you uh have a great voice and you can have consistent voice work and then you can have this other separate you know screen acting career if people don't realize that you're this person you know doing a voice you can have like these two separate parallel careers and uh yeah it's an interesting um and it seems like you know, all the voice stuff now you can do from home. We've learned a lot of jobs can be done from home now. So now yeah. you have the luxury of like not wasting gas or yeah. flights or what have you. Um, so yeah, you're in a very unique position and it seems like your career is very young. So you have, you know, the stars to, you know, to go after. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. Um, so what is a, what do you see like your your future goals? What are you trying to accomplish or what is something that you want to strive for so we can put that into the universe, you know? Well, I mean, as far as like my like voiceover goals, um, I'll say that movie trailers have always been that realm. You know, I think a lot of voice talent, that's kind of like end game goal for them, yeah. either being on a TV show or like a cartoon or doing movie trailers. So I, I, I'm, I'm one step closer to doing movie trailers now that I kind of booked this bigger promo spot. Um, which I shouldn't have just brought up right now, but disregard that. Um, anyway, uh, my agents are going to get mad at me. Um, but um, trailer is probably the end game goal. Also, I would love to be like maybe leading on like some cartoon, maybe a video game, leading voice. Um, as far as entertainment go, like in acting or whatnot, you know, I never really took acting too seriously until, you know, a few of these bigger opportunities came up, like Judah and Black uh, Messiah and, you know, Cherry or whatnot. I always said, like, oh, if I'm ever on screen, I kind of just want, like, a background part or a small part, maybe one line here or there. But I've been playing around with the idea of, you know, maybe, like, doing some leading or supporting acting, you know what I mean? So I'm going to be investing in some more acting classes just to see, you know, where things could possibly take me. Um, 
how has the um, increased notoriety affected your personal life with like your your family? Yeah, well, I mean, they're all, I have probably the most supportive family in the world. My wife is amazing. My friends are amazing. It's just like an outpouring of love. Like any any little win I post, it could be the smallest win. And my family are hyping me up, texting me, calling me, sharing it on social media. That's my baby. That's my cousin. You know what I mean? That whole type of thing. My wife is like my number one cheerleader. She's amazing. You know, it, it, it feels good to have such a major support system, you know, just in my corner. You know, it's been amazing. Yeah, that's dope, man. Um, let's see. Do I have any? Uh, so yeah, uh, I think like I just would wrap it up with. Uh, is there any bigger, you know, anything you're working on that you can say? Anything coming up in the ne- in the near future, or maybe in the distant future that you can you can talk about? Got you. Definitely. Definitely. Well, right now I am actually speaking of on camera stuff. I do host a show, partially host a show on all recipes, um, YouTube and all recipes, Instagram. Um, It's called We Tried It, where we go ahead and we try viral food sensations and like things from the past. We try to make them see if they're worth all the hype or whatnot. So if you go and subscribe to all recipes, YouTube and go and subscribe to all recipes, um, Instagram, you'll see me there posting weekly on We Tried It. And then I saw you did, uh, what is it, How to Survive in oh, Dangerous Prison or something like that? That too, yep. On I am also the voice of How to Survive on YouTube. So if you type in How to Survive, um, everything there you're going to see is narrated by me. You can go ahead and give them a like, follow, and subscribe as well, and you'll hear me multiple times per week on there. That's dope, man. Um, where can people find you on all your social media platforms? I am S underscore johnson underscore voiceovers on everything so if you go to youtube instagram twitter and of course tiktok s as in sam underscore johnson underscore voiceovers yeah so y'all be on the lookout because like i i, I reached out because i foresee like big things like it's like instantly when i saw you on screen i've seen you on like the tiktok and instagram i just had a feeling like this guy is going somewhere i just had this it's, it's a it was a weird feeling, man. Like uh, I've had it a couple times, uh, but I was like, man, this guy is like he's gonna be something, you know what I mean? So uh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, hopefully, everybody go follow him, watch his videos because it's a great um, it's a great stress reliever. It's great fun with your friends. You send the videos back and forth, um, and then everything I mean everything you end up working on ends up being great. So uh, I wish you the best of luck, and I appreciate you taking the time out uh, to talk to me. Absolutely. I appreciate you. You know, it's been an honor being on your show, you know, and I hope to maybe we do this again soon. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, everybody. Stefan Johnson, check him out. Uh, Geek Vibes interview and Geek Vibes podcast. You can find us anywhere. You find us on YouTube um, and be on the lookout for our uh, another Marvel Cinematic Review covering the Winter Soldier. Uh, so again, I appreciate you, Stefan, taking the time, and I'll see you next time. Absolutely. Take care. It's been a pleasure. All right, man. All right, boss. All right, we'll stop. Cool.